Welcome back. This is the Moms Are Not Alright podcast. I'm a mom talking about all these weird topics floating around in my head and most of the time just looking for some feedback on how to go about it all. This week's topic seems like a weird thing to want to discuss, but I want to talk about fun and more specifically my lack of it. (laughs) I feel like something is wrong with me, like I am lifing wrong. But I noticed that I kept seeing posts on my local mom's Facebook page asking what everyone does for fun and what everyone's hobbies are and what do people do for me time. And if you search the word hobbies in that mom group, the first handful of posts are asking what everyone does for fun. Like, we just don't even know what we like or we've forgotten or We try to monetize things until it's something that's not fun anymore. I'm just talking about myself there, but maybe that resonates with you. So in this episode, I will discuss how my resolution to have a funner year is going, some interesting effects fun has on our brains and bodies, why I think I'm failing at having fun, and hopefully encourage or inspire you maybe to get some more fun in your life in whatever way that looks like to you. I also took five prompts from the Chase the Fun book by Annie F. Downs and made a little graphic on my Instagram and my Facebook page. If you are looking for like a starting point to having more fun, you can reference that. Uh, It's free, you have nothing to lose. And you get a little preview of the book, which has like a hundred prompts in it. So it's kind of like a try before you buy (laughs) And this isn't an endorsement for the book. I was gifted this book from my sister-in-law for um, as like a secret Santa. So shout out to Lauren. Thank you. I love it. Um, but what prompted me to really prioritize changing my way of life was a couple things. First, my son is getting older. He will be a teenager this week. And he does not like the mention of, you know, getting older in any way. Like, even uh, if you mention his armpit hair, like even though I show mine all the time, he, you know, gets really uncomfortable and he doesn't like me talking about learning how to drive soon and actually like put up a little fight when we offered to teach him. So one day he finally like, he said something like, I don't like thinking about growing up. I don't want to not be a kid. And I was like, why? You know, like, you get a lot of freedom, you have a lot of fun. And he said, you know, it doesn't look like you're having fun. And it felt like such a reality check, like a punch in the gut. And I thought about it a lot. And I noticed that I really didn't have fun. My life was like a living to-do list. And he doesn't even see me sit down and watch TV or read or hang out with my husband at night because that typically would happen after he goes to bed. Like he just sees this like constantly working person and that is now his idea of an an adult. And he's doing everything in his power to like not subscribe to it. The other thing that made me kind of double down on my fun intake was I went on an interview this year for a new job and my now boss asked me what I like to do for fun. 
and I knew this was going to be asked. It's like a standard interview question. So I decided to say reading and writing, mostly because there's no way to like fact check if I actually do that. But my go-to was always snowboarding, but I haven't been in a couple years, so I feel like that hobby has expired. And it's a good question to get a feel for the person you're going to be working with. I'm not hating on the question. I'm just hating on the fact that my flight or fight responses come on when I'm asked a question. Like for me, my life kind of revolves around two young boys and their interests. So it can be a little awkward and leaves me feeling a little sad. And this is kind of harsh, but I felt a little pathetic. And I find myself thinking, like, how the hell did I get here? Like, how did I become so unfun? When did the switch flip? My kids hate going to bed. They wake up at the ass crack of dawn, like, just so eager to live their lives. And I'm jealous of that. Like, I want that back. I had it once before. Like, where did it go? You know, like, I have a husband who I love, and he's super funny, and I like hanging out with him. And I have my two boys that I try to do something fun with every day, and I have a job that's the best job I've had to date, and I work with really nice people, and somehow I'm, like, not enjoying my days. I don't really feel like I'm living my best life despite living my best life. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is that? So this year, I stopped drinking. It was a huge realization that all my fun revolved around drinking. Axe throwing and drinking. Movie theaters and drinking. Paint and wine nights. Going to bars with friends. Like, all of it included some sort of activity I'm really not that interested in, but also with alcohol. When someone would ask me, what I like to do for fun. Sometimes I would say going out with friends. I wouldn't really mention the drinking. And I mean, drinking was a fun part of it for me, but it was like the whole package that I loved, like being around other adults, feeling good and relaxed and tipsy, talking, laughing with my friends, eating food I didn't have to make, someone made it for me, possibly meeting new people getting dressed up and not wearing the same clothes I've been in for three days in a row, like taking pictures with my friends, like all of it, like all of it. I loved the whole package. So when I stopped doing that, I was left feeling like, okay, now what do I do? So I needed to find other ways to enjoy life again. So I met with friends for coffee instead of like drinks. I would go on walks or hikes instead of whatever random activity and alcoholic beverage event was happening. And it's good. Like I still got my friendship and connection piece of the life puzzle I'm trying to put together. I went on a bachelorette party for my sister-in-law and we were all playing a board game um, or a card game. I kind of don't remember. But it was like a clue game. And my sister and I knew the word, and how to give our teams clues about the word. And a couple clues in, I had realized my sister was giving her team clues to my word instead of her own. And we started dying laughing and, like, making fun. And I was laughing so hard I was crying. And 
the feeling of laughing like that, just like the pure joy, it was straight up euphoric. And one thing I realized after the fact was it was contagious, like it can be spread. Not only was it me and my sister laughing so hard we cried, when I stopped crying and looked around the room, others were crying too. It had like a ripple effect. Like, how amazing is that? Like, this feeling, this experience can be shared. I, I thought about it for days after the fact. Like, how do I get that back? Like, when was the last time I laughed like that? I couldn't remember. Like, why has this happened so infrequently that it feels like I just had a revelation from this? So I went on a mission to have more fun, to get that feeling of Christmas morning as a kid back in my life. And I hate that I have to say this, but I started Googling how to and why fun happens and why I feel like a different person when I have fun versus not. Like sometimes if I hang out with specific people, when I leave and I'm driving home, I find myself just feeling good and happy and I wanted to better understand it. So I found out that fun has a lot of positive effects on our brains and bodies. So some of the benefits of fun are more energy. Fun releases dopamine and serotonin, which are happy hormones. And those hormones can help offset feelings of anxiety or sadness, which can be mentally and physically draining. It can reduce stress because of the boost in serotonin and happy hormones. Cortisol goes down. A reduction in cortisol and overall stress long term means a lessened chance of high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Fun can improve focus and memory uh, because lower cortisol and higher serotonin also reduces brain fog and helps with better sleep. Fun can boost creativity and innovation. Those words are considered, uh, you know, play. The more you play, the more you'll be creative. And the more you play, the more you're likely to continue playing and, you know, building that muscle. And fun can also improve your relationships. Doing fun activities with others creates a bonding and connection with the others that are also experiencing the fun. You also tend to do fun activities with others and, you know, social interactions. So connection is one of our fundamental human needs and you can get that from fun. So how am I letting something that can have such a positive impact on my life get put on the back burner so I decided I was making it my mission to have more fun and get some vibrancy back in my life because I'd fallen into this super scheduled, mundane, task-driven way of existing. And I don't know how to put it into words what I felt other than just like, meh. Like, I was living life but not really experiencing it. So I'm going to list out some things I tried. But as a disclaimer, this is not a, here are some tips and tricks to make life more fun. In fact, I learned firsthand that trying to have fun is a lot of work and I'm honestly exhausted. <laughs> and I think I'm failing 
horribly at it. So I am actually the one in need of tips and tricks not to be the one dishing them out. However, I do think my kids have had a lot of fun at the expense of my energy. And here are some ways I originally thought I would spice things up and get some fun back in my life and my family's life. So I tried this year to include other kids in activities as much as I could. Like just the act of having someone new come over, I feel like can make a boring day at home into like a fun, eventful day for the kids. And sometimes the adults. <laughs> I learned bringing silly string to otherwise traditional holiday dinners was an instant fun shakeup for everyone. The kids love silly string and my dad loved it too. Um, I got it at the dollar store, so it's actually called Goofy String. <laughs> and another thing I wanted to do more of was, like, experience gifting. So it was my nephew's birthday a couple weeks ago, and instead of ordering him some books off Amazon, I decided to, you know, add a little flair and bring him to the bookstore that the author of the books he likes owns and get signed copies of these books by the author. And we got McDonald's on the way and like listened to all, you know, their favorite music, the whole nine yards. And it was a fun, memorable day that otherwise would have been like a 30 second high of opening a gift. <laughs> and my cousin Pam did the best experience gift ever. Like instead of buying all the cousins toys for Christmas, she bought everyone tickets to Disney on Ice, and we all went and had a great experience together. It was so fun, like, watching all the kids and how, you know, how they react and enjoy the show. So shout out to Pam, and hope you have a great day, to, uh, great day at work today. <laughs> I was taking the kids to the library during the week and driving to different playgrounds, just to get out of the house and get out and about, like get some outside time. But as nice as this all sounds, fun is a lot of work, for me at least. Sometimes it feels like more work than it's worth. I usually have to pack a lot of stuff and do a lot of prep work to be able to try and enjoy the fun drama-free. Like if I don't plan for it, it doesn't really happen. And it can be a bit of a mental load to have to think about and plan things out ahead of time like this. A lot of time is spent researching and printing things or coordinating with others. And I'm learning that, you know, my fun, my husband's fun, and my kid's fun is not always going to add up to the same things. We have such different interests and ideas of fun and you know, I as the parent decided I need to meet my kids where they are with their fun if I want to be a part of it and connect and make memories with them. So sometimes that means I am having fun. You can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes. But I'm not actually doing something I think is fun. It feels like the opposite of fun. And it's getting a little harder to find ways to have fun with my oldest. He loves video games, and YouTube. So we've gone to some like mind fairs and I'll bring them to the library for like new comics and to participate in the anime club. And he likes to play baseball. So I try to play catch with him or like roll ground balls for him to practice catching. 
or I'll bring him to the batting cages. I'm very out of my element, but I try to make it work, you know. While I was typing out notes for this episode, I was sitting on the bleachers uh, waiting for his basketball game to start. And I mean, I can think of several other things I would rather be doing on a Saturday morning than watching a basketball game, but it's important to him, so it's going to be important to me. And my youngest loves playing. He always asks me to play, and I can't fucking stand it. But I do it most of the time. I have really been trying to play with him more. I'll set a 20-minute timer, and he has my full attention. And 20 minutes isn't a lot, but I figured I would start with baby steps. Like, how hard could 20 minutes be? But he is four and makes his characters or the plot repeat over and over. And there's only so many times I can make the dinosaur crash through the Vampirina castle door and attempt to eat Vampirina's baby sister before I'm ready to move on. But I try my best. Sometimes I'll be like, wow, I've been playing forever. Did I forget to start the timer? Why isn't it going off? And I'll glance over and it's only been like nine minutes. <laughs> and then I feel like a crappy mom. Like, why is it so hard to play with my kid? And maybe when the play isn't so repetitive and he gets a little better at pretending and interacting back more, it won't be so bad. But it's honestly painful for me to play with little action figures for 20 minutes. But I attempt to do it daily because... I really feel like it will make our relationship better. Like, I don't want him to always look to other people for fun and connection because I always say no. I want him to have memories of playing with me and me doing things with him, not just me doing things for him because I'm afraid I will become, like, just that in his mind, like a person who does things for him. And I feel like playing it brings us to the same level, like human to human. I was trying to look up the effects of parenting uh, or of parents playing with their kids and read on the Harvard Graduate School of Education that science has shown that when parents play with their child, the hormone oxytocin is released. And oxytocin is associated with trust and relationship building. Another benefit of oxytocin is that it counteracts the effects of stress, reducing blood pressure, anxiety, and fear. Um, I follow a lot of parenting accounts on Instagram, and I can't remember which one it was, or at least I'm thinking I read this on Instagram. I don't really know, but I saw something that said, like, kids are not developed enough to say, wow, I had a really hard day today. Can we talk about it? And instead, they say, you know, will you play with me? And that lives in my head now. So I try to nurture the playing requests. But man, I don't think oxytocin is being released from me during play. I'll say that. <laughs> so here's what I consider my failings in this quest for fun. First fail is I think I have been equating fun to trying new things. And the feelings I get when trying new things 
are not fun feeling. (laughs) I'm like in fight or flight mode. So much so my body physically gets cold. But I keep trying to do new stuff and figure out what I like and it involves me meeting people and I typically like meeting new people but that initial meeting that like standing in the corner not knowing what to say or do it can be not fun and I'll think like why am I putting myself through this I will be anxious leading up to the event hardly remember the actual event because I'm in survival mode and then driving home I'm like oh that was fun I bet it'll be better next week since I'll be more comfortable then the pattern repeats forever I guess I don't know when it will stop I don't know how much I have to do something so that my internal signals that are engaged if I'm being attacked by a lion can finally turn off and I can enjoy whatever I'm doing and look forward to it but this isn't a conquering fear and growing as a person quest it's a fun quest And I'm feeling I'm just lost. (laughs) I struggle to stay consistent with my fun. Like, I'll sign up for a class or get into something for a bit. But then I stop after a while or make excuses not to go. But I always show up every week for my kids' activities. I don't know why I struggle so much to do that for myself. Another feeling is... Some of the things I'm doing are not even fun. Like, I don't actively have fun doing yoga or going for my daily walk, but I do feel better because I do it. So it's shifted to something I try to do every day. Or I had a family tree project that I mentioned in my last episode, and it was like so much brain power and planning and work But I think the outcome will be worth it, so I kind of powered through. But I don't think that's the point of what I'm trying to do. It feels like a separate thing. And then my last thing, my biggest struggle, is the kids can make having fun hard. I try to have like a fun dance party, and the kids end up fighting over the songs we're playing more than actually like having fun and dancing. Or... We'll invite my nieces over or, you know, friends from school. And the kids need to be monitored and coached the whole time because they're all crying and pissed off and are horrible at sharing and taking turns. I feel like I can't have a whole conversation. It's always, like, interrupted to break up a fight or there was, like, a loud bang. We have to go see what's going on. Like, fun events can feel more stressful than fun sometimes. I'm not sure if I should just keep trying new things until there is something I like or if I just need an attitude adjustment because I have so much fun, air quotes, more than anyone I know and somehow I still complain I am never having fun. (laughs) Another realization I had from actively pursuing fun is there is a lot of privilege in fun so fun activities can be pretty costly I decided one Saturday night that you know we would stay up late and go to this glow night at the local trampoline park 
And the price for four people was like $150 because you have to purchase the tickets, the special socks, and the glow t-shirts, which are all required. So that activity got kind of ruled out as something we could do every Saturday night. Although it'll be cheaper next time because now we have the socks and shirts. But if I do one $150 activity every weekend, it would be $600 a month, which is kind of a lot of money. And I also learned that not everyone has a living situation with safe parks and spaces outside to play. My close family member is a therapist, and she said to me one day that some people can't just go out for a walk when they're feeling stressed. Either there are no sidewalks, they live on a busy street, they don't have a car to like drive somewhere that's safe to walk, or they just don't live in a safe neighborhood. And that reality like lives in my head now. So me taking my four-year-old for a bike ride around the neighborhood wasn't really a big deal at when I, you know, before I learned this. And now I just feel like I take it for granted a little bit. We just had a snowstorm and my husband brought the kids sledding at the big hill in town. And we realized one of the sleds broke, so we purchased a new one on the way to the hill for $15, which was fine. But when we got the kids dressed to go, we realized the kids' boots were too small. And those can be so expensive. The kids ended up wearing their rain boots because we didn't have time to go to the store and get um, snow boots beforehand. And all was well, but even something as simple and cheap as sledding outside can be costly and require snow gear and like tools to make it happen. So these big fun activities and weekend trips just aren't super sustainable for my family long term. So I had to get creative. Some cheap things I would do to spice up a boring day was like popsicles in the tub, eating dinner outside on the trampoline versus inside, or even just letting my kids play with the hose turned into like a fun half hour for them. Which I recognize having a yard and a hose is something to be grateful for as well. And I think I have been successful in making fun for my kids to have. But I just haven't been so great at making fun for myself. Although I did join my town's adult volleyball club. I don't know if club is the right word, but... That's been fun, or I don't know if I'm having fun in the moment, but I like talking to some of the moms there that have kids in my son's grade, and when I leave, I'm like, oh, that was fun, and it feels guilt-free to me because it's during time that doesn't interfere with anything else that I have going on, and it's a free activity for anyone who lives in the town, but I noticed I always seem to always put my own fun uh, as a priority, just like after chores are done, after the kids have fun, after the to-do list is complete. And then sometimes I feel guilty for doing fun things instead of things that, you know, air quotes, I should be doing, or so I think I should be doing, like exercising, cleaning something, doing something for my kids, doing something that makes money versus doesn't make money, like things like that that can be productive and moving our family forward is what I think it kind of like comes down to. 
I don't know why I can't just exist and do something purely for joy. And after reading the benefits of fun, I can feel my brain shifting to want to prioritize it for the mental health benefits and the family connection benefits. But I wish I didn't need all that to make my brain want to prioritize it. Another part of me thinks I should just be happy and be having fun when I'm home playing with my family because that should be enough. Like, why am I a mom if I don't love playing with my kids? Like, why am I just sitting here, like, excited and looking forward to doing literally anything else that doesn't involve them? What I'm learning through all this over the past year is a hard truth, and that's for me... Parenting isn't really fun. It feels weird for me to say that out loud. I get worried me saying that will be perceived by others that I'm a bad mom or a bad person. But parenting is a lot of things to me, like meaningful, educational, has made me grow as a person. I view the world in entirely different ways, and that's always changing, like I will hopefully make the world a better place from these people I brought into it. And, you know, I've never felt more loved by anyone or have never felt loving someone in the ways I do my boys. And becoming a parent has given me two more people in my life that I have strong connections with and who will hopefully be my lifelong friends at some point. It just doesn't really make my life fun. I feel like... I'm having the opposite of fun. And it's not that I never have fun with them or that they never make me laugh. Those things happen, but not as often as I think they need to happen for me to be like an emotionally healthy, well-rounded person. My life revolves around other people literally all day. I wake up to my youngest asking me to get him something to eat or him wanting to take a tub or snuggle, whatever he wants to do. Then I log on to work where I'm doing things for other people or like investors, I guess. I work for a corporation. Then my break is when I will walk or do my yoga, weather permitting. And that is more so not for fun, but like my overall health and well-being and I also started to do that so I can live longer but it's more so so I can live longer for my family not even really for myself and I will drink a coffee which I thought might be for me but I feel like I am more interested in the energy it provides to then have the energy to do more things for other people Then I go back to work after my break and the kids get home from school and I'm driving whoever to whatever activity they're doing or I'm making food for myself or them. And when they finally stop needing things and go to sleep, I'm left with like crumbs of energy and focus to do something for myself. I haven't even mentioned like needing to show up as a wife or friend or even just everything that comes with the household, like bills, appointments, and whatever other things that we got to get done to keep everything moving for everyone. Um, there's a Get Your Pink Back clothing line by Lindsay Girk, and their ads keep showing up on my social media feeds. And 
I thought it was such a meaningful message. I wanted to share it. So it's called Get Your Pink Back because flamingos can actually lose their pink coloring while raising their children because so much of their food and energy goes to their young. But eventually, as their little chicks grow up, they get it back. And so will we, so I'm told. And I'm not being paid to talk about them. Their ad just really resonated with me. And then there is mom guilt. Mine was very strong when I had to work in an office and was gone from 8 to 5 all day. I would pick my son up after work. It was like right before 6 by the time I got to the after school care. Then we would go home and eat and do homework and shower and do our nighttime bed routine and then lights out at 8 30 which only left us like two and a half hours a day together I felt like we really didn't hang out too much because we had a whole list of things to check off and it was hard to get everything done then I would get the opportunity to go out and hang out with friends on weekends and it's like man I feel like I haven't seen my kid all week should I spend Saturday night out but You as a human also need that interaction and play that your little one gets at school, even if it's not with you. It can be a weird balance. And when I was 22, I was going to school and working an unpaid internship and waitressing and trying to raise a baby with the help of my family. It was like a really heavy guilt time because I would feel guilty for never being home But if I was home and not working and not setting my life up to get to a place of independence, I would also feel guilty. I feel like mom guilt is really what happens when you have two choices that feel equally important and you need to pick the lesser evil. So no matter what you choose, either one, you, yourself, in your head, view the outcome as a real disservice to your child. Like work or be home. Spend money on sports and vacations because they're only young once or have more stability and less stress about bills. I was currently struggling with going on vacation and having the kids miss school. To me, both things are very important. My oldest has missed four days this year from long weekend trips. And we got a letter sent home. Um, I think it was day five was like a trigger of sorts. But I talked to the principal and said, my son has straight A's. If his grades slip, I'll consider no more trips. But I'm also going to Disney for a week. So what is the result of that going to be? And the principal was really nice and my son is all good. But it's hard when you're like, "Uh, now something's got to give. And I think fun is one of the easiest priorities to think of as not a necessity. And we can easily choose whatever the other option is over the option of fun. So being with your child, cleaning the house, exercising, visiting family can all seem a lot more important than you having fun. But If the lack of fun is making you less whole or less happy or more irritable or makes you feel lonely, like, are you choosing the option that's best for your family? Like, only you can really decide. 
I have felt and noticed the lack of fun disproportionately affecting women more than men in my own life. When I think about growing up, none of the women in my immediate life had hobbies that didn't directly benefit the family in some way. As an example, cooking. Like, yes, cooking is fun, but the reason they were so into it was because they had to cook for their families all day, every day anyway. They're spicing it up. Or family that was into, like, fashion and made getting ready a priority. Like, that feels like, to me, maybe they were prioritizing, you know, the way others view them than something they actually want to do. And, like, I just never knew anyone that had a hobby that couldn't be translated into some useful thing or some act of service or something for someone else. Like, no one ever picked up horseback riding or just, like, crazy painting or, like, miming. (laughs) And it's easy to feel like how good of a mom you are is directly related to how wrapped up in or how much our lives revolved around our kids And I'm noticing dads in my life just don't have the same amount of applied pressure. The kids are not consuming their identities. And what I mean by that is not that dads care less about their kids, but if a dad does not cut sandwiches into like fun shapes for snack, they are not seen as less of a great dad or do not view themselves as not a good dad and they have time to like I don't know scroll social media in the morning or whatever they want to do instead of creating an elaborate lunch but maybe a mom would feel she is not the best mom ever because she wanted to scroll social media and saw a reel of some other mom making a fun elaborate lunch for their kid When I had my son, I was painting Christmas ornaments and I asked my husband to go to the store because I ran out of supplies. So my husband brought our baby to the store and he said the ladies always kind of like gawk at him and mention how great a dad he is and that they never see dads bringing babies into the store. But if I bring my baby to the store... It's just something I'm expected to do. Like, no one high-fives me and tells me I'm a great mom. And I just don't think society is holding the baseline in the same place for women and men. I think men have less guilt and expectations taking up their headspace, so they have a little more room in their brain for fun. I saw Chelsea Handler made a video celebrating, like, making laughs of her decision to be childless. And it was, like, really sad to see people attacking her for that. Like, suddenly she is not viewed as nice and caring and happy because she's not interested in raising kids. But having a child really does suck the life out of you. And I don't know how anyone who is a parent could not understand why parenthood might not be for everyone. Like, I don't know how anyone can have a problem with someone deciding that for themselves. It's not like it affects anyone else negatively. But it was like a huge media outlet saying this. And as a kid, when you see that stuff being said by a grown-up on a big platform, you think it's real and legit. And you might grow up with that idea too if you hear it and see it. And it makes me sad because... Although I can't picture a specific time and place that's happened to me, 
I know it's happened. Like, I can feel the effects from it and my brain fighting these, like, feelings I have rooted in nothing that makes sense to me anymore. So I think I've been more successful at creating more fun for my kids, but I'm still trying to learn and figure out what fun looks and feels like for me. I've been in the throes of motherhood for like 13 years and I might just be kind of forgetting what it's like and I hope it will just come back to me as my kids get a little more independent. Maybe this is just how it's going to be for the next decade and I just need to come to terms with it and rework my mind and attitude. I'm not sure. If you have any secrets to having fun and staying consistent and, you know, have found something you can do for and have fun with without like this huge hassle of planning suggestions are appreciated (laughs) anyway i hope this got your gears turning about having fun and inspires you to maybe think about making some fun for yourself or your family even if it's like one day a week pinterest has great ideas even just posting in the local Facebook moms page, I bet will get you great ideas. I go there for literally everything because they are so like all knowing and better than Google in my opinion. And um, I have a chase the fun challenge. I posted on my Facebook and Instagram and I took five prompts from that book. So you can, uh, you know, think or action on some fun this week. Next week, I'll be talking about why I gave up alcohol mom wine culture and how alcohol is disproportionately affecting women than men. I hope you tune in. Have a great week.